bitty bitch. It's just cadals. Welcome back to another very special lonely episode of Witty Banter. My name is Max. Oh, uh, is it lonely over there? I am sitting all alone. Are you all by yourself? I'm sitting all alone. Maxie Waxy with the lonely room. I, I am just sitting here alone in my big empty house while my two best buds <laughs> hang out in California. With me today is a man who's conveniently on another business trip in California, uh, Hunter Dorset. How's it going? It actually is really convenient. It's really yeah. nice. No, it's actually really nice up here. I get to see my friends. It's great. Yeah, awesome. And then also with me, a man who just got a few lickings in that Guilty Gear, Chase Williams. Is that, it? Is that the whole story? That's, that's <laughs> the entire story. Nothing anyway, to say about it? moving cool. on. So we are a podcast, and that's what we'll focus on for today for the most part. Uh, now, how are you gentlemen doing today? You guys doing all right? I know you guys are... Today was a fucking ringer, man. Yeah, was you've it? been busting yeah. your butt lately. Yes, yeah, only for a very concentrated amount of time. Oh, just a little bit of butt busting. Just only for a little yeah. bit. And then it's back <laughs> to the regular it. amount. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm tired, dude. Yeah. One of those weeks. I can't believe it's almost Friday, though. But no, I mean, I can't believe Hunter is sitting right next to me. That's cool. And it's, it's just, it's weird. It's another one of those things where it's like, I attribute this to the luck of Chase. Where yeah. it's like, yeah, I moved to San Diego. And sure enough, Hunter's fucking client is in San Diego. And yep. he's popping in just like you would on the weekends at fucking in austin it's awesome it's nice when i can mooch off that luck too yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's enough to go around because like yeah business trips can be really lonely but it's like man my first business trips my best fucking friend is there right next to your best bud in a beautiful state with beautiful weather i'm sure (laughs) you didn't have to stare directly straight during the, the flight this time right because you you didn't pack all your oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I packed less shit. Um, but that way he could freely time, look around when he so, was in his seat. So this time I took American Airlines, and they allowed you to be able to freely just watch movies and stuff. They had uh, TVs in the back of each seat. And uh, I watched War of the Planet of the Apes. How was it? I heard it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I've also heard actually really good things about that. I don't know. Uh, so Woody Harrelson is one of those actors where you're just like, you can't take him serious, but you still take him serious, you know? Yeah. Like, he's a serious actor. He's very well established. Yeah. Won awards, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, he's a good actor, but it's just hard to really take him seriously because he's just kind of goofy. I just feel like he's always sarcastic every time he's talking. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a lot guess, like you, Max. I mean... Yeah. Me and him relate quite a bit. I wasn't really sure how much of it would be from the human perspective and how much of it would be from the uh, ape perspective. But it's mostly ape. It's it's mostly from the standpoint of the ape. And they go, like, full war. There's, like, concentration camps, right? Essentially, yes. Oh. It's pretty cool. It's They make it They don't pull punches. Believable. Yeah, Damn, the only I mean, the only reason why it's believable is because there's, like, a virus that knocked out a lot of humans. So it's kind of like the remaining humans versus all uh. the apes that are smarter. So mm. it makes it a little more sense that way. It's like... But there's nukes. <laughs> Bomb the monkeys. Tanks. I don't understand. <laughs> Why don't they just shoot all the monkeys? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. It wasn't but, bad, but it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't amazing. It, but it got me a the perfect point. airplane movie. It was yeah. better than doing nothing and looking straight. You at gotta get yourself again. a switch, dude. The switch has revolutionized travel, dude. For yeah. real, that's because you can pop off the little Joy-Con and you're leaning back in your airplane, fl- your chair. 
just perfectly relaxed, except you got two controllers in your hand and on your tray table is fucking Zelda. You might as it's well a, have it's not even like a handheld at that point. It's like you brought a console, it's not a even TV, yeah, yeah, literally. It's it's separated from your that's insane. That's so tight. <laughs> it's Man, awesome. Dude. That is a very tight way to travel. Traveling has gotten very tight. But you know what's also tight, gentlemen? Beer. Beer's tight, right? Can we all agree yeah, on beer's that? Beer's cool, guys. Beer's Can a cool be. thing, right? Can be loose. Uh, so I know you're just visiting California, but are you both drinking beers, or what's what's going on on that side? So we are. So this is a uh, small batch Imperial Russian Stout from Stone Brewery. Uh, Darian picked this one up when she picked up the last beer that I did. Uh, I think it was last episode. It's called the Mick Hall, and it's a stone espresso Imperial Russian stout that's aged in bourbon barrels. So we brought out the big guns because yeah. I know Hunter's a big stout man, and uh, we're we're getting them we're getting them nice and liquored up. There it is. It is thirteen point five percent alcohol by Jesus volume. Christ! That's so yes, oh it is. Boy, booty. man, that might be one of the most alcoholic beverages we've ever had. It's up there. Yeah, dude, that's like a glass of wine. Yeah, yeah, that's thirteen's yeah. pretty high. Oh man. Uh, so for my beer, I am doing the final beer of the dank month and I'm finishing <laughs> it off with Prairie Artisan Ales, Vape Tricks. The Roach Clip. The Roach what is it? <laughs> it's Vape Tricks. Vape so, Tricks. It's not know, very dank, no, dude. That's pretty douchey. <laughs> no one likes Vape dude. Tricks. Hey, man. Hey, you vape but and you're a thick stream. I mean, it's part of dank. Yeah, yeah, yeah your cloud's thick, dude. Who cares? They are not mutually exclusive, the dankery. As well as and the, the trickery. What's yeah? I mean, all right. I'm not. I won't dig too hard on the this. The trick First, has nothing to do with the. Dip. It's <laughs> it the doesn't. Vape. Well, does it being a sour ale aged in cherries have anything to do with it? It might think about it. Like keep a, your dank is got to keep that shit cherry. That sour diesel. That sour diesel. Yeah. There's plenty of ways to draw on a dank. Hey guys, beer here. dude. Let's go the, ahead. The joke and works. Let's man. back the fuck up here for a second and let me review this beer here because uh, I've tried a few sips of it so far and it's all right. It's it's it's, it's interesting. It's definitely a sour cherry beer. <laughs> cherry is the we've talked about it on the show before the most overrated flavor, right? Recently, yeah. Yeah, man. Cherry yeah. is just not not usually up my alley. I'm a raspberry boy, but you raspberry know what? I feel like is pretty overplayed too. What's the uh, what's the equivalent that you put in? When there? it comes to berries, yeah. I'm a blueberry and a strawberry guy. You don't think strawberries See, overplayed? Yeah, like strawberries. I, mean, I think everywhere. it's very popular, but for a good reason. <laughs> I mean, are we talking about artificial berries? Or are we talking They're about both. real berries? Because blackberry I mean, is my shit. You oh like God. blackberries? See, blackberries have the little seeds. Yes, yeah, gritty, yeah, man. No, 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 no. Dude, that's I mean, horrible. They do, yes, but yeah. No, no, they don't. Strawberries, <laughs> strawberries literally have seeds on the on the. You don't taste them. Yeah, but you don't bite the into strawberry them. seed. Yes, you Taste you do them. not taste them. Like Chase. The Chase. strawberry seed is small enough to be almost taken unaware, whereas the blackberry, I feel like, is bit like without doubt, it's gonna get stuck in your teeth. Absolutely. Dude, oh my god! What are you eating? Like raw, like shitty blackberries that are all shriveled up and eating seedy? raw blackberries? Yes, it's exactly what we're describing. Oh well, yeah, they, not, yeah, raw wasn't what I was going for, but. I just mean like whenever I have a blackberry, mm-hmm. they're nice and thick and voluptuous and juicy. Oh yeah, and I don't get much seed. It's just like num 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 down the gullet, you know. Num 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 down the gullet, man. Well, hopefully <laughs> these uh, these beers do the same throughout the show, man. <laughs> I'm excited for a little bit of num num num, man. But moving on, I have no idea what we have planned. I've been left in the dark. Again, I am alone. We have nothing planned. Do we have nothing planned? We basically have nothing planned. Do you want to see right now if we can create like 15 minutes? 
without a, an outline. I think we might be able to do it. If we can really dig into the variety comedy aspect of this show. We'll see how witty we can be. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because I do have a second half planned. And it's okay. fun. It's going to be a great time. So if you're listening now, I'm sorry for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> but I'm not sorry after that because it's going to get fucking real good. But for right now, let's just shoot the shit as boys. All right. We're hanging out. Okay. Uh-huh. Right? Absolutely. What is great. It? Give us an intro, bro. Give Oh, yeah. am I saying? Yeah, all right. So anyway, <laughs> this is Witty Banter. You've been hosting this show for almost a year, and you're forgetting that still, Max. So here's the thing. This is what happened, all right? You guys were on the it. show. It was two years in. And you're like, look, we got to spice this up. We got to change up the method here. We got our friend Max. Let's get him on the show. Let's see what he can do. Let's see what he can do to liven up the show, change it up, right? And then I get on his show. I'm over here. I'm like, let me take some creative liberties. Let me do the show how I want. And you guys are like, no, 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 no. I gave you the form. I emailed you the formula before you came in. You got. You're not uh, it following looks like you're the formula from the outline. At all. And I don't. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you actually got the the thing here. I, I like what you're doing. I see you're experimenting, but we are still, you know, witty banter. So I feel like every it's time I try to, you know, step out of bounds, you guys, a, you know, uh, get on my fucking shit. So, I mean, if you were going to create your own podcast tomorrow, witty banter doesn't exist. What yeah. what show would you make with the three of us? With the three of us? That's oh. a good question. See, like, how is what is witty banter holding us back from? That's the real question. See, I think that's yeah. I think it's harder to think of what we would do, because I think for me, witty banter has done a good job of. Not completely encapsulating, but it's it is just a byproduct of how we relate to each other. Yeah. But it's easier for me to think of what um, I was recently thinking about of whether I would be willing to bite off taking doing another podcast because I've been getting so into cryptocurrencies. I was going to ask. There's not that many people like if I started right now, I would still be relatively new. Like I could make a name for myself if I really wanted to. So I don't know. Now I'm the question is, do you think you could do a single man show? Because that is this like upper tier of of like yeah. challenge, but d- like achievability that I think I well, would want to try. See, I don't think I would do a show as much as I would just do like a fifteen a news minute. hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it would just be like fifteen minutes. Well, a lot of people are obsessed with doing an hour podcast. Most people on the internet, they'll go for like three hours. No one's listening to that. I don't get that. It needs, Whoa. and I'm, I'm certain. You know how Joe Rogan does those three to four dude, hour podcasts. Well, he's a different Every animal. Day. He's a different animal. Yeah. That's the kind of dude who. He celebrities and shit. One, he's, he's got his own status, but two, he's just the kind of person who, I feel like you put him in front of anybody and he will just talk. Not there, please. Oh, sorry. Um, and he will just talk, you know. He is just the kind, like he's just the kind of person who can just go and go and go. And I bet he could talk for three hours by himself, you know. Yeah, I mean, he he does have. Um, well, he just has. He's so established that he be, is able to bring on people that are like at the height of whatever it is that they're talking about, mm-hmm. and he can just talk about it for like three hours. So I mean, but, but even still, like. Just doing a podcast for three hours, like almost every day. Yeah, but look how That's much. A lot. And he's pulling a lot of money, though. But you're yeah. not telling me if, like, first of all, I don't think I could speak that long about anything every no, day. I don't, I don't think I have it in me. Yeah. What do you, okay, well, what do you, I mean, how would I, how would you get me going for that long? Oh, absolutely. I'd just start talking about, like, game theory and art, and then one small segment of it, and then we would just shoot the shit for, like, fucking, th- you could easily do that, Chase. I could easily, well, we've I done that in person. 
Yeah, right. I That's think, true. I think <laughs> the thing is, is with him, it's it's because he's so established and he has such a big uh, listener base that he can literally just have conversations and not have a structure. Like he's not really yeah. thinking about his show. He's just having conversations. With he people, is just know? kind of talking, and that is what makes that so like impressive. Because, like I said, Chase could talk about game theory probably for that long. You could probably talk about cryptocurrency and future boners for that Easily. long. I could probably yeah. talk about the FGC for that long. But any other topics. Probably, uh, probably could, probably <laughs> so would fall flat on Hunter my face. would want to do a cryptocurrency podcast. Max, and I, and I'm assuming that that sort of takes him out of the running of us doing a three man new show. <laughs> Why? So that leaves just you and me, Max. <laughs> wait, wait, what is that? Wait, I'm asking what show you would do. Me? I think yeah, it what, would be. What podcast is in the is in the the ammo clip? I've been okay. So I've been thinking about this, and I wish that I lived either in California or New York because those are the two hot spots for fighting game community stuff. But I've been watching Where a lot in of... in California? In California? Like Where? SoCal. Yeah, I mean, all over the place. I mean, SoCal and NorCal both have individual scenes. San Diego has a strong scene. Uh, not that sh- I've been made aware of, but... Oh, I'm... There's no arcades out here. That's what sucks. Well, like, there's no arcades anywhere. It's not about finding the arcades. It's about finding the fucking locals that everybody goes to. But, that's true. Anyway, but that being you should said, move to New York. Yeah, either one, right? Because I've been watching, I've been rewatching a lot of Eric Andre stuff. And just oh the way, God. like, first off, hilarious show. All right, I love it. Mm. But I would like to do a fusion between being half serious, but also just half taking that much, like, liberty of joking around and interviewing either professional esports fighting game players or just professional esports players. Because I think that would mm-hmm. be fucking hilarious. Because I think I could definitely talk some fake shit for a very long time to these people. <laughs> and I think that would be entertaining. Because one, I think that there's this huge drive to like, let's go esports and like, that's the future. And that's cool. I respect that for sure. It's trying to but, legitimize it. Yeah, you want to legitimize it because you want to make it something that's actually profitable and can hold on its own. And you usually have to make something, you know, a little bit more mainstream. But... Yeah. I think that when you do that with so much with video games that a lot of people from the outside are trying like would look at it and be like, this is fucking I hate stupid. video game podcasts now. Yeah, I, I can't mean, listen to any more video game podcasts. I can't it, stand. It's this. It's been the same conversation for. Yeah, four years. it's just the same well, people still talking about the same fucking shit always well, over and over. Video again. game podcast. I think because that's got to be different from like uh, e-sport podcast for sure i mean like definitely on websites like yahoo i mean there's straight up esports pages as if it was like the nfl page or the this page yeah like there's 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 I a respect that e- there's a crystallizing as an esports community so right now i think you could do that max and because i think um you know if you if you find a way to i guess make you you get to learn about and see maybe even just like the humorous or more personal mm-hmm. side about uh, people in the fighting game realm or in the esports realm. It makes it accessible for people that you know. Absolutely. Because otherwise, otherwise the only time you really see them if you're not like actively researching and a part of the community is just them behind a screen not saying anything or doing absolutely. Anything, you know. Well, that and too, a lot of these people are you know they're streamers and stuff like that, so they at least have some exposure to being able to like you know, talk back and forth for that amount of time. A little and bit they have enough of a time. following where people usually like to hear him talk for a little while. And I, it was honestly watching Eric Andre. And then also I've been like listening to clips and stuff uh, from the Joe Rogan podcast and thinking yeah. about just the way that he talks to him and how it's like, it's about their views and stuff and their presence is present, 
But it's not just about them. And it's not just about Joe. Like, they talk about mutual stuff together. And it's funny to hear these two different perspectives out of it. So, I mean, that would be my show. I'll start I mean, with there's the- always There's always been an itch to be creative with a camera and do shows and do bits uh, between the three of us here. It's yeah. something that, like, I wish we've, all, we've been able to carve time out for. We just haven't. I'm mm-hmm. still open to try to carve that time out because I do think, you know... We're in different places now, which would make it harder. I still think it's possible, but yeah, yeah I do think we could make funny shit. Well, yeah. growing up, we just pretty much, our sense of humor was just describing and making bits and then acting yeah. them out in front of each other as I a mean, form dude, of Hunter, humor. I mean, dude, Hunter, you that and I, we made, we made like a short film when we were in like sixth grade. Yeah, the real world. It's hilarious. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> you still have that? Oh, I got it. Is that somewhere? Oh, man. You, no, guys, got gotta, you guys gotta put that up somewhere. Upload it. Upload to something. You say that now. I actually was thinking about that, too, because uh, somehow I came across deep within the Facebook web of my, uh, oh, no. my Facebook, right, which is horrible. You don't realize how far back those go. But those go back <laughs> far enough for when it's you like were a horrible, different person, right? Yeah. Um, but I found a video of my uh, project for, I want to say, like ninth grade, and we did a cover of... 36 chambers protect your mm-hmm. protect your neck but yeah, we did protect, protect your, your seat but we did protect yeah, your seat Congress. as congressman yeah, and i was that. like dude i don't know what i would do what if this gets out what if people see congressman this congressman coming at you yeah it's pretty much protect your seat yeah i mean look it's a great way to get you know the the <laughs> the youth involved in politics for sure absolutely but other than that i am still pretty steadily embarrassed by some of the stuff that i've done back then yeah <laughs> yeah well, i maybe. mean i don't know there's Stuff I did back in the past isn't really on videotape. It's just more of like old pictures that you go through on Facebook. And I've done, I try like not to post pictures on Facebook anymore. Same. And I'm trying not to leave a paper trail, man. Yeah, yeah, we are lucky, man, because kids now, like if you had locked us in to stupid shit that we've done through fucking, through images or social media in any way or shit that we would say when we were kids, like, we would be so, like, you know what I mean? Like, that would suck if I got held to it like people are now. Because if you yeah. say Yeah, but anything, I think we're like, also experiencing a shift where all of that stuff is becoming available and we're still yeah. holding those people to it, but I think we're going to become more and more desensitized to it. Like, where it's, it's not like, going to matter okay, as much. Give a shit about it. Yeah. Right. I mean... Yeah. I agree. I mean, that was kind of like what that whole discussion that we had about like the ch- like uh, um, changing images and audio and stuff. There's plausible. There's going to be plausible deniability. Right. And plus, it's like, dude, I don't. I think like one thing that I'm not going to go political. I just think it's kind of weird how like people um, like to say like, well, I've done the same thing for 30 years, or like I have had a clean record. It's like, dude. I think that most people relate to people that have changed a lot and that have taken in different points of view, that have did stupid stuff when they were 15 and 20 and stuff. I yeah, when I see shit like that, I mean, I very, I don't really judge people for stuff like that. There's a guy that uh, actually recently in the FGC, one of my favorite commentators is not going to be commentating at Capcom Cup. That was, that was a huge surprise that, and a big bummer. That fucking sucks. Logan Sama from the UK, easily one of my favorite commentators, got in real big trouble for some tweets that he put out like a very long time ago. Like women jokes. Yeah, eight to nine years ago about just really stupid women jokes that he had, right? Women jokes that we would all tell amongst ourselves and laugh at. When we were, yeah, when we were younger, right? And then, but because he said them on Twitter and somebody was able to go and find them and dig them back up, now he's getting bashed. Now he had to drop out of Capcom Cup. Now he, he lost his radio job as well. 
And that's like yeah. insane to me because it, it just sucks because I don't, I don't, I would never hold somebody to that even if it was on Twitter that long ago. You know, I just, yeah, I wouldn't. but I also feel like that kind of stuff that's going on hyper presently, like yeah, right it's, fucking it's, yeah, now, very, it's right now, is, um, People are just out to destroy others for the sake of doing it, you know? They're not even, like, surfacing that because they think Logan Sam is, like, a bad person, probably. They're Mm -hmm. just like, watch this. I'm going to fuck this guy's career up. That fucking sucks almost worse. (laughs) Like, of course. I agree. I mean, it it doesn't excuse the person who is getting ousted, but, like, you don't really see a whole lot of people that are just random Joe Schmoes that aren't celebrities and stuff getting ousted, too, right? Like, if you're really offended... Then go to the guy that actually was like at your office that was a big dickhead and expose the stuff he does too. You know, like yeah. instead of instead of the dude who has like his whole like everyone knows him and now everyone's gonna hate him for a short. Yeah, period you of have time. much. Yeah, you have Whatever. much less responsibility. You have more responsibility as you become more famous and more people follow you. It's crazy. So yeah. it is kind of interesting. So is is there? Uh, we kind of went through the podcast that we'd want to do. Is there Wait, any wh- podcast that you guys want to give a shout out for that you guys listen to? Um, well, maybe wait. on like a daily or weekly basis that well, you want to key our audience into. What podcast? Well, wait. What podcast would you do, Chase? I don't know. I, if we I don't know, that. man. You I don't know? really don't know. Really? Like, I think don't the you only do a I side would... podcast? Don't you do What's one the, on the side? Do I? <laughs> do oh no, no no oh yeah I'm doing that like project or whatever. That's yeah. only like f- gonna be four episodes long. Yeah, but yeah. um, I would probably do something that would be just supplementary to my own studying. You know, like the the whole reason why I even. I'm kind of doing that other project project slash writing on the internet is just to solidify things that I'm learning right now. It's just a way to repeat and, and have repetition on it. So I'd probably mm-hmm. like, I would probably try to be studying and then constantly bringing what I learned to the table, whatever that would be. Mm-hmm. It'd be boring. Yeah. <laughs> Tantalus. It'd be really boring. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, no, not necessarily. Uh, if you brought the old Chase Spice, that little Chase Charisma that we all know I've lost love. the Spice, Chase dude. You know, no Spice I've left on that? I've lost the Spice. The Spice has gone away. You, you Like, I'm not surrounded by the constant the hooligan- joking, hooliganism. The constant peppering and, and salting. And I've, yeah, I've sharpened <laughs> other aspects for sure, but... It like and I have to warm up to get on my toes now. A lot know? of people just call that growing up, Chase. Is that just what's happening to you right now? No, it's just no. A lot of people call man. that dying, Chase. Yeah, yeah. Some people call that on your way out, Chase. Is that what? <laughs> <laughs> it's brutal. Oh man, just um, kidding. As far as podcasts I listen to, I mean, so obvi- Radio Lab is my biggest influence. Almost every single episode I've ever listened Makes to, sense. I'm just a love in love with. Um. I think um, a lot of the other ones are really just kind of one-offs. Like, I just use it to learn about the information that I want to learn about. So, like, um, when I was getting into cryptocurrencies, I was like, I'm not going to do this until I understand it. You know, like, I had to do a lot of research. So, the one that I did to learn about that was actually a – it's actually an investment podcast. Um, And it's called Invest Like the Best. But it's had this, like, three-part series um, called Hash Power. If you are interested in that get shit, go listen to the first episode. You actually learn what blockchain is, how cryptocurrencies work, and all that shit. And mm. so that's what I learned. Um, I like science podcasts, too. I like people talking about, like, new and upcoming science stuff. I don't really have a specific one. I listen to Neil deGrasse every once in a while. Do you listen to podcasts as much or more than you listen to music? Um, probably now, yeah. You, you do listen to more? 
I would say now I do, yes. Gotcha. I used to not. I actually, the Witty Banner used to be the only podcast I listened to. Because it was the best. Yeah, it was number one. <laughs> it fell off a cliff yeah, when then, I had yeah, that new jackass. Yeah, yeah. Then it's Couldn't all been downhill ever since. Intro. Um, those are the ones I kind of fuck around with most. Mm-hmm. Max, what about you? So, I, I mean, I don't have as huge of a commute as I used to, but I used to have like an hour commute to work and an hour commute home. So, listening to music was not gonna cut it for a while because i <laughs> yeah. just couldn't do it over and over again so i switched up and I, I do have a lot of uh podcasts that i listen to now um a few of them would be like there's radio lab is one i listen to stuff you should know a lot because they kind of just churn out a bunch of different podcasts over random topics and as i find one that cool. i like it's all different so i can just easily pick one that like oh i do want to learn about that so I learn about nice. that too as well there's another one from a host that's on there called movie crush that i've been getting into now as well where he sits down with like a celebrity oh, cool. or a famous yeah. person and he talks about their favorite movie with them and it's oh, actually wow. a pretty interesting listen to just kind of hear why people really love these movies and stuff that they get into. And it's ranged yeah. from people talking about like Jaws to Let the Right One In and all these other cool movies that I was, uh, I don't know, that was, I thought that was very interesting. Then when it comes to FGC stuff, I listen to anything that's involved with Street Fighter or the FGC, like the Reddit podcast, um, Ultra, Ten, Ultra Chen TV. I listen to that as well because I try to stay as up to date with everything news-wise with them. But I don't necessarily listen to them for production value as much as I do just because that's always a topic that I'm willing to talk about and listen to. So, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, you know, that's. I mean, I guess that probably wraps it up. What about you, Chase? Uh, I still listen to IGN podcasts just because when it does come to video game shows, I do think they are basically all the same, but I started listening to them first. And they're also kind of one of the originators. But I'm honestly falling off even from then a little bit. Um, and there's a couple hosts on those shows, a guy named Brian Altano and Max Scoville, who are not like comedians, but I find them to be fucking hilarious. They're just funny people. And they also have a side podcast called The Comedy Button, which is literally just them in a room with a couple other guys. They press record and they just go. And these guys can just... Within minutes, they're cracking jokes. They're making each other laugh. And um, the thing with them is I can tell that they are very intelligent and very, um, like, perceptive of the world. Like, they can almost cut to the core of the things that they're talking about very quickly without even really doing it in a way that's saying, like, I'm going to preach about something real quick. It's not like, let's dive in. It's just like they'll just say something usually offhandedly and I'm like that was extremely insightful you know like (laughs) these guys are not only hilarious but they're like kind of poets at times you know and I respect the shit out of them you dude and like it's one of those things where I I wish I could meet them and I wish I could even be on like a show with them Mm -hmm. but when you listen to somebody for that long like I feel such tremendous pressure to go and actually have a good conversation with them because you've listened to them have good conversation for like thousands of hours, you know? Don't you think that would kind of help you? Because it's like you've never met, but you guys, but you know them pretty well. I don't know, man. No, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's times where you just don't have chemistry with somebody. Yeah, this is true. Like take, for instance, our show all the time. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking forcing it every time. Every single time. That's a pretty good. Uh, see, that's a pretty good shoot the shit. I think that was I'll pretty all right. Let's go ahead and let's call it there, and let's try these beers for a little bit. We come back. I got a game. I think you guys are gonna like it. Woo-woo. A bit of bit boop. Bit of boop. Bit of beep beep. beep. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching Witty Banter Show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Witty Banter Podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review and feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. A that sounds like juices to me, Hunter. That sounds like we are keeping these juices flowing. All right, because this what is kind of juice. Do you drink? This is episode number. What episode number is this? One thirty-one. One thirty-one. I forgot palindrome. to say that at the beginning. One thirty-one. That's a palindrome, which is also a cool thing. Uh, how do you guys feeling about your beer so far? Um, it's got a little bit of like almost like a souriness to it, huh? Are you not <laughs> Chase is shrugging his head well, saying, I mean, what beer are you drinking right now? <laughs> it's like, um, so it's not like very carbonated. It's very alcoholic, um, nice and roasty. But I don't know. I guess when I was drinking, it, I get just like a little bit of like between bitterness and soury. I think I think that bitterness might be coming from the espresso because it's an espresso stout. And um, espresso yeah, can also bitter. be can be very acidic at times, too. Right. So maybe there's a little bit of that there. But the body of this beer is like there's almost no carbonation. Like you're essentially yeah. just drinking like a straight liquid. Yeah. And um, it's not really warm in terms of like the alcohol, which I would expect. Um, but it coats your mouth. Like the aftertaste, the aftertaste is there for a while after you take that sip. Um, it smells just ultra rich roasty. and yeah, roasty. It's it's fucking great. I mean, it's 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 exactly what you want with a, a Russian Imperial Stout. Like you hear those three words, this is what you think of. You know. That being said, I mean, I feel like I've had other Russian Imperial Stouts that are what like nine to eleven percent, and this feels similar as far as like the uh, the alcoholic body to it. Yeah. Like, so for a thirteen and a half percent, that's it goes insane. Down that's, well. Yeah. It's so alcoholic. Thirteen <laughs> percent. That's ridiculous. What's my beer at? I don't even know exactly what percentage mine is at. Mine's at a good old fashioned five. So after I, I finish these two, I will almost be Half for, halfway to one of yours. All right. Uh, but mine's no. Mine's mine's tasting pretty good as well. It's really thin. Um, the like the sour and the cherry are not as strong as I expected them to be, which is kind of cool. I kind of like that and appreciate that, especially on a can that says vape tricks on it, where you think that they're just probably going to go all out and in your face and probably just be as douchey as possible, but surprisingly not as douchey tasting as I thought it was. conscientious vapor. Yeah, exactly. Do you mind if I vape? Yeah. I'm going to vape here Exactly. okay with you. The guy who like... Just a little bit. Yeah. It's like when people actually have a gluten allergy and they're like, look, I'm just trying to like live my life. This is the way I am. I'm not... Don't lump me in with these other people here. I'm just trying to get by, right? You know, yeah, it's just somebody who wants question. to vape, man. That's cool. Is 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 tricks spelled with an X? Uh, it isn't, which I feel like is a big misstep. Which I feel no, like they but I really think that's perfect. No, it it would be really. I think it would be a misstep to go with the X. You think there. that that would be a step too far in the wrong direction? It, it would make me want to say it with the accent like vape tricks, vape tricks. <laughs> you know, I've already. I mean, I feel like we should still do that because that's exactly like how they should, envisioned but I feel like this with to a, be. If said. you're spelling tricks the normal way, it's like vape tricks. Yeah, vape. Yeah, just vape tricks, and you really enter have to the vape tricks. Exactly. Yeah. I, well, I, yeah. I, I was kind of thinking it was a Matrix reference. 
Oh, I don't think it is at all. But that's way to really pry it open and look into it, guys. That's great. Uh, but yeah. So Pretty enough cool. about these these stupid beers. Let's play a stupid game instead. All right, man. All right, I've been brewing this. The first this time out. we've got the competitors sitting right next to each other. You guys are next. Yeah, There's no yeah. way Hunter can cheat, which we all know he does all the time. We're looking off of my. <laughs> He's papers. probably gotten a, a couple points uh, yeah. throughout the course of Witty Banter's history. Have probably come from a sneak just beat. a few. <laughs> not stand for this bullshit <laughs> for somebody who loves the rules i followed them it's a good so cover it's a great cover yeah absolutely um cover. Yeah, so so today guys i have a game uh, a modern classic if you will heroes or zeros throw down your sword and bend the knee <laughs> Wait till you see my full power. Prepare yourself for a thousand fists. If no one else will do this, I will. All right, return to form. Actually, just a classic. Yeah, that's actually just a classic. Classic. We made that game up. Yeah, well, I made this game cool. This is Google game is a modern classic. That's true. Google game. Nobody asks for it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I ask for it almost every week. Um, but this is a special Heroes or Zeros. Let me tell you why this one's a modern classic and not just a classic, Hunter. Because okay. normally I go through, I check for some of the more obscure comic book characters, and I found all the best ones, and I used them on the show. We had some great laughs. All right, mm-hmm. But the fact is, is that we're out of them. There's no more left. I told you all the funniest <laughs> ones. It's only downhill from here, so I took a safe you trip. You made up all the other ones. Absolutely, and I changed it up here a little bit, and I'm actually going to be playing off of a different... Depends on how you look at comic book series that neither of you are very familiar with, which is why it'll be funny. This is actually going to be Heroes or Zeros, the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure edition. So if you're not familiar with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it is a very, very, very obscure and weird anime. And within it are characters who all have stands, which are essentially just going to be superpowers. And everybody is also named after some like portion of 80s to 70s pop culture reference all right which like is that. also okay. very funny as well but it gets, so you're gonna be trying to throw in your own references then i he's am really putting a little bit of a he's peppering in some punches well i know that the people who I haven't watched jojo yeah mm-hmm. and we probably got fans who've seen it which is I why it's our funny, friend yeah. nato who's like the king of anime he probably's watched. yeah it. i'm sure he has just to be safe i took a lot of them from steel ball run which is like the manga series that's still going on that hasn't been made into a show yet, mm-hmm. just in case maybe you've caught a few whiffs of some of these things, Hunter. So. I, ha- I haven't. I really yeah, I have not caught a whiff of any of them. I'm and gonna, I know for sure for Chase ne- hasn't. For the next time. Because Chase works out and it's cool. One, I'm going to put in my vote for the next Heroes or Zeros. Oh, okay. I think it should be a Power Rangers. You can architect it, dude. Yeah, you know, don't be a vote. Power, yeah, maybe I'll do Don't that. vote. Because create. I really want to do a Power Rangers themed Heroes or Zeros where it's like you have to guess whether Power Rangers Dino Squad or whatever the fuck is real or not. See, I love it. There's literally like 50 of them. Woody Banter's got ideas. We're not bankrupt yet. <laughs> yeah, man. I've got like two or three left. How many podcasts do we still have to go? Hundreds? <laughs> yeah, I think we're close to our finishing point. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be a standard format. I have 13 mixed bag here, examples okay. here. I'll give you each Jesus three. Christ. You, get, you just get, pick a number between one and 13. You can each have three, three guesses or three choices, all right? all right? And if after I describe it, and even if it's not your turn and you think that that other guy is wrong, let's say Chase guesses that it's definitely a real character and Hunter's like, fuck that, and you want to guess the opposite, you can go in and put up a point to steal. That makes sense, okay. gentlemen? Classic. All right. All right. Who wants to go first here? 
It's been a while since we played a game. Who won the last game? I think I narrowly got it right. Well, then that's. I don't know. It's like... been a while ago, so I, I can't. I'll go first. Then Chase, I'll, I'll pick number 13. Lucky number 13. All right, Chase. This one is going to be Heaven's Door is the stand name. Heaven's Door. The stand user is Rohan Kabishi. Kashibi. The stand power is that he is a successful manga artist, and Rohan can use Heaven's Door to momentarily turn people into books, literally opening their face open and reading their thoughts and memories off of the pages underneath. The thoughts can even be unconscious thoughts that the victim does not realize that they have. During the process, the victim is incapacitated. While having Heaven's Door activated, Rohan can alter or erase memories, even put in new memories or commands that the victim must follow. He turns them into a book. It's dumb as shit. Like, what a, what a tremendous amount of window dressing you have into a power of telepathy. <laughs> yeah. It's just, well, not exactly. He can read your thoughts, the, even the yeah. deepest, darkest ones. Read the ones mind. that you're not just necessarily thinking right off the top of your head. He can read all I'm of that shit. This guy is a hero. Uh, I think the fact that you mispronounced his name is pretty funny, and I think the description's way too long. And it's, like, incredibly generic. I can read you like a book. It's fucking stupid. So you think he's real? Yeah, I think he's a hero. That is right. He is real. All right. I had him in there purely because I thought that you would think that I would make that up. <laughs> well, but I it fooled you again. it fucking didn't work. <laughs> Max, Which we is all not know a great that you start. try and make the coolest guy. I thought so, that was cool. I thought he had a cool power. This guy's name is Venom Splice. He is fucking him into a book momentarily. Dude, he opens them like a book and reads them like a book. Wow, it's figurative and which real. side? Yeah, which is yeah. So Chase has got one <laughs> which point. Side is he opening up? That's very true. All right, so Andrew, you're up. One through twelve. Four. Four. <laughs> All right, so I've got the name Emporio Al Nino. The stand name is Weather Report or Weather Forecast in English because they sometimes say them wrong in order to like not have copyright involvement. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, slash Heavy Weather is also the name of the stand as well. This Who's got forecast copyrighted? <laughs> weather Report is the name of a jazz band. So if you mm. name them after that, you could get in trouble for that. So they'll call if it. If you have the words major. weather report in your manga, you could be sued by the jazz band yeah. weather report. Maybe. They're all, maybe. So stand- by the way, that's a nice bit of uh, extra textual trivia that I'm sure he made up to go right, along yeah. with this hero. Very meta. Right <laughs> or now. maybe I didn't. Who knows? Think about that. So stand power here <laughs> is actually going to be, despite having a myriad of powerful weather-based attacks like air and wind manipulation, as well as intoxication via oxygen buildup, Weather Report's arguably greatest power comes from its final form, heavy weather in which he generates various rainbows that fire through the vicinity and upon contact morph a person's body into that of a snail. The transformation is either a progressive change into a giant snail hybrid, a breakdown into numerous snails, or an explosion into a cluster of snail eggs that immediately hatch. After transformation, the victims are now susceptible to snail-related handicaps like sluggish speed, soft bodies, and salt dehydration. Where did this go from a weather guy to snails? Well, he shoots... Well, think about it. It rains. He shoots rainbows. It rains, and and there's rainbows. And when it's wet, usually a lot of snails come out. You had me going with the term heavy weather. Yeah. That's cool. 
Heavy but weather. But then the snails and rainbows. It's you, not you cool. Lose it. Is that not cool or what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this guy's real as well. It's gonna go with real. Yeah, I yeah. don't have a good guess either way. I think it's real. All right, Chase. Anything to say about that? I would say it's real too. You guys are both right. He's a very real character. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's Just one of the more obscure ones. On. All right. Well, the JoJo fans are happy right now. <laughs> this is good. We're keeping up. All right. This is great. All right, Chase. It's your turn. Pick a number. Number now, eight, please. Now we both have a point to be able to steal off. All That's right. True. We got something to wager with. <laughs> right. All right. Um, this guy. The name of the user is Huey Lou. The stand name: Lonely Heart. After being branded with the Lonely Heart, the victim releases a pheromone that causes anyone that they come into contact with who is not a stand user to fall madly in love with them to an uncontrollable extent. This includes self-mutilation in order to free themselves from being bound or trapped, as well as an overwhelming desire to rip open the target in a lust-filled onslaught of affection. The love zombies will not be stopped unless the stand user is killed, they are killed, or Huey Lou removes the brand. I would be pretty close to going with zero on this one, but Huey Lewis is a real person, and I feel like this is a call-out to Huey Lewis. So I'm going to say real. I'm going to say it's a hero. Also, owner of a lonely heart would also be... Every single yeah. one of... The, yeah, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying that is a theme. But anyway, you have anything to say about that, Hunter? I'm going to let Chase make his bet on this one. Well, Chase, Huey Lou does not exist. All right. I made him up. Well, he's I didn't make him up. Hero. I mean, <laughs> well, good thing he's not in the show. That means he can. So far, you can still watch it because the other two cool heroes are still in it. All so right. you said it. So you didn't get that point. You did not did get not that okay, point. Okay, yeah, okay. no. All right, your turn, right. Hunter. Give me a number here. Uh, three. All right, Hunter. This person's name is Hot Pants. The stand name Ooh. is Cream Starter. The stand. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> The stand power is Max that... Max made himself into a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, this is a girl. Okay. She is a former nun. Hot, gender bender. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Pants harbors a guilty weight of having sacrificed her younger brother to escape from a bear in her youth. Her stand, Cream Starter, <laughs> resembles a handheld aerosol spray-like device that generates flesh, as well as channeling her own flesh. With it, she is able to manipulate, distort, and extend her body as well as seal her wounds. So she can, like, spray flesh onto things? Yes. Yeah, you know, like the. It's one of the standard like the, powers that gets brought up, you know, yeah. often when people it's talk like about it. It's like you think about the Justice League and, like, the few other people outside of them, they pretty much all have that power for the most part. Yeah, you're, all, you're always four degrees of separation away from flesh powers. Yeah. <laughs> At least. So. I feel like. It's just a weird superpower to have. Like, yeah. I don't really understand how it would be good other than just regenerative purposes. A lot of these people tend to be one-off characters. Right. Like, maybe not main plots. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> 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 I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say this is a zero. You don't think that Hot Pants and her cream starter is not real? <laughs> it's cool that she's a nun, too. I yeah. like all three of those I things. like the character. I just don't think it's... I don't really see how it's relevant. Like, why would you make a stand that's a big aerosol can of flesh? This is true. I just don't uh, understand where that goes in the story. <laughs> Chase, you got anything to say about that? 
No, I mean, you. Did, I can't really see where like the pop culture reference is. So to me, that's like a shortcoming of a fake description. So I would, I would have said that that was a false one as real as, as well. Well, hot pants, cream starter. You guys can read all about her because she exists and she is in the manga Steel Ball Run. Go check it out. And hot, hot hot pants is a uh, is an album by. Uh, I read the namesake album by Rick James. Maybe I think. Nice. So there's the reference, right? All right, man. It's one to one. We got a tie game up. Let's change it up here a little bit. Chase, give me a number. Number seven. Good old number seven. All right, Chase. Your person is Tonio Trendy. In their stand name, Pearl Jam. Tonio is a master chef who uses his stand's power to strengthen his dishes. Pearl Jam is a swarm of vegetable-like creatures that infuse themselves into Tonio's dishes and increase the healing potency of the dishes to supernatural levels. Ex- okay, so he's like a he's a support character. Yeah, right? He's healing motherfuckers up. Exactly. Examples of Tonio's dishes include mineral water that purges your eyes until you feel so re-energized that you feel like you've slept for 10 hours, a nice. spicy spaghetti dish that violently ejects your cavities but replaces them with fresh new teeth, and a cheese and tomato dish that results in the dirt and dead skin from your body to fall off, resulting in clean skin, as well as a very extra as well as extra flexible muscles. Just imagine being relegated to that of a fucking service person because your superpower in a world of superpowers is just like, well, I can you, fucking clean you up pretty good. You don't think about that though? Like going through your daily life like you have superpowers. You just found out, Chase, you have superpowers. You okay. instantly become a superhero, or do you just kind of, like, upgrade your life for a little bit? I mean, if I'm settling into the job. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, yeah, maybe like... maybe I upgrade my life a little bit. Yeah. Do you guys know what Pearl Jam is, like, a double entendre for? Like, a reference to? It's a semen, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's your Pearl yeah. Jam. Got a jacket out there. Yeah, there you uh, go. Which I think is what the I Pearl Jam food. reference is too on the nose, and I'm not going to blink... I'm not going to play this fucking bullshit game of chicken with you, Max. <laughs> so I'm going to say this guy's a hero. <laughs> oh, you think it is a hero? I think it's a hero. Oh, okay. Hunter, you have anything to say about that? This is, uh, this is <laughs> what I will say. I don't know if I'm going to throw my weight behind this yet. Yeah. Is there has been a tendency in the past that when Max makes something, he compensates by over-explaining. There's a lot of explanation. There was a, a lot of power. A lot of powers and a lot of explanation there. And I mean, yeah, if you want to wager, you can wager, man. Yeah. You got that point. It's in you your pocket. You got a point. You can throw it out there. The only thing is, is like completely, I, I definitely lose. Yeah, if you I want. Wager to <laughs> well, yeah. So I will, I will stick this one out. I will let Chase do his thing, and I'll respond accordingly. All right. Well. Chase, you're right. That's a real character. Oh, Tonio yeah. Trendy. And it's a great mm-hmm. episode, by the way. It's like actually anime. This is actually in Diamond is Unbreakable. And like seeing the animation of like somebody's teeth flying, their cavities flying out and having them replaced <laughs> by new teeth is very satisfying. It's something Change that I life. really wish that w- I could do. Um, all right, Hunter, you're down by a point. So you got to make this one count. Give me a number here. Uh, 12. 12, 12. All right. This one is Diddy. The stand name, Turbo Lover slash Power Slave. Turbo Lover is a humanoid stand that has two abilities. The first, being able to form small bombs. And the second, an action seal and reversal technique called Power Slave. 
in which Diddy is able to predict a move that you make before you do it, and you think you are given a strike. If Diddy accurately predicts the move three times, the move is sealed, and the action cannot be performed, i.e. punching, evading attacks, or stand attack powers. Turbo Lover can also force you to perform the sealed actions on yourself or on your Turbo colleagues. Turbo Lover. We're working with here. Slash Power Slave. Well, Power Slave is the name of the ability. <sighs> so this one's <laughs> probably the coolest one, I think, that we've heard so far. Like the most Snails is pretty powerful. Boss. I don't know. You don't yeah. want that snail power? Think about your worst enemy. You don't want to turn them now into a snail? a snail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to shoot rainbows at them? Yeah, you don't want to do that? Um, I think this sound, like, I can see this happening in a show. Right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, fuck. He's got oh! me two times. Like, I gotta do something or he's exactly. got me. Um, that moment of, like, where they're just said, sitting still. I feel like it's, it's cool. Therefore, I'm thinking that you spent some time what? on this one. You know? Okay. Like, that's... It's just kind of how it goes. So... I'm going to... I'm gonna say this is fake. You're gonna say fake? You gonna say yep. this is a zero? Mm-hmm. I gotta wait. I just gotta wait it out. You gotta wait. You're not gonna put any wager down, Chase. Nah, I'm just gonna really play. I'm gonna solidify play your the victory condition. Yeah, Chase, always a safe man. All right, and that's a very vanilla safe vanilla chase. Va- vanilla chase. No sprinkles. No chocolate syrup. Just no, vanilla no, no, ice cream, please. <laughs> no cone, please. Just a bowl. All right. Uh, safe bet, Chase, because Diddy is not real. I made Woo! her up. Turbo Lever is a Judas Priest album, and Power yeah, and Slave. Power Slave. Yep. Yep. There was there was too much rock in there. Too much rock. <laughs> what about Diddy? Like P Diddy? It sounded like you Come were on. leading up to me being wrong, and I got that. One. That's the point. That's it's called. Uh, yeah, that's called ad- that. expectation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, don't worry because I have a lightning round ready. Okay, which means that we're both going to go until we get one wrong. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. All right, Chase, you're up again. Lightning right, round. Go for it. Pick me a number. Lightning. Taste my lightning, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> number number five. <laughs> number five. Let's see if you can taste this lightning. Uh, the name is Mazazo Kinoto. Stand name Cheap Trap. Or Cheap Trick is obviously where it's coming from. So in this one, the stand power, it's a peculiar stand as it actively seeks the stand user's demise and can switch users. Okay, this stand works against you. Its signature ability is to attach itself to the user's back. Once attached, Cheap Trap becomes the user's stand, which means any damage done upon the stand inherently does equal damage to the user. It can also not be forcefully removed from the user's back without ripping the user's back off in the process. During its attachment, the stand actively tries to get other people to look at the user's back. It helps this process through its ability universal speech, in which the stand can either annoyingly talk to the user to a point of insanity, or even communicate with other people around the user who hear him as the user himself, in order to persuade them to look at the user's back. Jesus Christ, that was a big copy-paste. I'm going to say this one's a hero. You're going to think it's real? I'm cutting you off right there, yeah. I think the whole... (laughs) Cheap trick dodge is another copyright thing, and uh, I don't think you're making up Japanese names. You don't think I can make up Japanese names, Chase? I think you can ad lib them together, but ad lib what's that supposed to mean? You take pieces of Japanese <laughs> names and put them together. I'm gonna say it's a hero. 
You're right, Chase. Cheap Trap is a hero. Yeah, that was too easy, man. Yeah, was it? Him a novel and was that too much? <laughs> that was too much. All right. I still don't understand what his power is. Well, if you let me He's finish, on it somebody's would have been back, easier. and yeah. there's universal language, and exactly. he annoys people, but it can hurt you, but it doesn't hurt you. And sounds you like you got it, man. Yeah, that seems like you wrapped it up. You're I a still JoJo's fanboy. It's a power. All right. <laughs> well, maybe you'll understand this one, Hunter. Should you pick another. Up? You pick another one here. Number one. All right. The name D I S C O or Disco hyphenated. The stand name Chocolate Disco. The stand power. When Disco activates Chocolate Disco, a grid with the rows labeled as letters and columns labeled as numbers appear from his feet, covering about 20 feet in front of him. By pressing, by pressing a form of button combinations on his armband, any flying object or ob- any flying projectile or object can be instantly transported to the corresponding area falling down. Disco typically makes various harmful objects like nails or acid fall down on their targets and can defend himself by teleporting incoming projectiles back towards his opponent. Hmm. Did I make up Chocolate Disco or is Chocolate Disco something you can read right now? Oh, man. (laughs) Like, I want... My first inclination is that it's real. Because I, I would find that I would think you would not be inclined to use the same word in both the user and the stand name. I think that would be a, a creator's thing. No, no. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say that. I'm going to say he's real. You think Chocolate Disco is real? Yeah. Yeah, Chocolate Disco is real. That's a real stand. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll give you both one more before I call it a tie. All right? All right. So, Chase, okay. you're up again. All right, man. Uh, number four. Oh, we've already done number four. Give me another number here. Number two. All right, Chase. This guy's name is Mr. Bungle. The stand name, Weird Science. Stand power, Weird Science has the ability to swap one or more scientifical attributes of two inanimate objects or elements. This includes swapping the temperature of fire with a victim's clothes, making them feel like they're wearing a coat of fire, as well as swapping a wall's durability with paper so that you can tear through it easily, or making concrete... They're making a concrete floor swap with rubber so that you bounce safely on it. During its second form, natural science, the stand can affect the body of the person as long as it touches them first, as well as a corresponding object, going as far as to swap the melting points with a victim with ice so that they melt at room temperature. There's two things here. Mm -hmm. We've dodged copyright uh, twice in this show, in this show already. Weird science, right. Weird science is just a straight up movie title. Yeah. But and I would have and I, right then I was like that's fake then because that would have been busted. Mm-hmm. But then Max throws in the natural science follow up. Do you know what in natural science? That's a rush reference. If they're going for it, he looks surprised. He doesn't look like he even realizes that, which is a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. Zero. I think I have to go with my gut on the copyright thing. Oh, so you don't think that it's real? I don't think it's real. Yeah, you're right. It's not real. And I yeah, knew right. that natural science one, and I threw it in there just for you, Chase. Yeah. Nice, dude. I'm Fuck glad yeah. you liked it. <laughs> you're not going to put that in by me, dude. I thought it would be just weird enough, but apparently I was wrong. You guys are killing it right now. All right. Yeah, so Chase is either tying it. Or Hunter's going to lose. Either way here, all right? Which means, Hunter, you got to get this one right just for the tie, all right? 
Fuck, Give me man. a number here. <laughs> uh, three? Have we done three? Are we did, uh, we, we already did three. three. We did We've already done one two. through five. We have oh, okay. six, six, nine. Oh, you want to do six? Mm-hmm. All right. This one. Mike O. Stand name, tubular bells. Stand power... <laughs> Tubular Bells grants its user the ability to inflate metal items by blowing into them like balloons, and likewise shape them into drones that he can command. The metal creations are often formed into balloon animals and can take simple instructions, like attacking a target based on scent. Despite having metal shells as hard, with hard and sharp surfaces, the automated drones tend to fly through the air like balloons. Tubular Bells. Mike O. This sounds very... Manga and anime-ish, like I can see this. Sounds like a cool power. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good power. I like it. Just like the disco guy. I thought the disco guy was well put together. Yeah, I I like. I like the concept of a guy making a metal balloon animal and having it attack somebody. It Mm -hmm. just sounds fun. It's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) We have to re-examine our friendship after that. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna say it's real. Sounds real. I think it's real. Mm Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Maiko is real. <sighs> Apparently, this is not well thought out enough. I'll come back stronger on the next JoJo's Heroes or Zeros. Hey, but man, also, I think you guys, I think it. that you guys did a great job. I think that you guys analyzed properly. I think that all the JoJo's fans are very impressed. I think the real thing to take away here is that Max's metagame is fucking gone. <laughs> God damn it. We have that shit figured out. Yeah. You're lost. You've lost the meta edge. I need friend. to figure it out. I think I need to come back into where I'm giving you. The, I need to get more control what, the over game? the meta again. <laughs> yeah, we would just play more Google game. Yeah, that's really what, what it needs is to be. Yeah. Blank. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for playing. Why gentlemen. does my smell blank smell? <laughs> you can't do a blank in the middle of a sentence. That's I really know it doesn't work out. The joke didn't fall. It fell flat. That's all right. Well, hopefully everyone just move on. The emails didn't fall flat today, so let's go ahead. <laughs> And check those they out. Might have. They knows? might have, actually. I don't know. I haven't seen them yet. All right, man. Let's pop over to Dunter's Mail Corner. It's it. It's Dunter's Mail Corner now. <laughs> First question comes from Dunter, who uh, absolutely titles their email, Beto Beep Boom. Thank you. Question to Hunter and Chase. And he's got a two-parter. So, Max, you'll get to come in here in a bit. Oh, thank you. How does the increase in North Korean missile activity make you feel about your upcoming trip to Japan? Oh, I know you've been thinking cut. about this a bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have, especially considering that we just had a recent one like yesterday or two days ago, or three days ago, or whatever. It was this week, and um, yeah, no. Chase and I have talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, he, he brought a good point that, you know, if, if they're playing a truly diplomatic game, it wouldn't be in their best interest to make a stupid move and attack the U.S. or something like that. That being said, I'm, I understand the, the, the argument that Chase has brought to me, which is that, like, well, he's been in power for a long time. There's a reason why he's still in power, so he's got to be, like, smart and calculating, and he's not just going to do something stupid that would ruin everything. But at the same time, like, I can't just fully get on board that this guy is fully, completely sane or that he's doing things that are, like, fully and completely within the realm of, like, 
an, a smart, rational person would do. So I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't, it has definitely put a weird cloud, a weird veil over the excitement that I've had. It has been a lingering sort of, like, I, I, I honestly don't think anything will happen, but the fact that it could, it just is kind of a, a bummer. That's spooky. You know? Yeah, it's a bummer. That's a real big bummer. Yeah, I, um, to, to go on what Hunter's been talking about, I have a degree in international relations, which has at least made me able to analyze international situations with like a, a different lens, which is really nice. And I've been able to like follow uh, specific journals and, and just sort of read what people are saying about the North Korean situation. And I have a pretty high confidence that nothing is going to happen. Um, that being said, anything could happen. Like the thing about crazy zealots is eventually they will die because they want to sacrifice themselves. Or, you know, they'll, they'll pull the trigger eventually, right? And uh, I just don't know. And when it comes to it affecting the trip, there's in a, in a weird way, I kind of like it in the sense that it's once I've gotten through it, it'll be a nice wrinkle to the, to the story. For sure. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I was over there when this was happening, you know? Yeah. And, and it'll, it'll just prove that like we really wanted to go. Yeah. We, we could have backed out. I wanted to see that life-size Gundam so bad. Yeah. Oh, and I, see that? Oh, fucking course. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I do have like a, a last line. Like I have a, a situation in my mind that if it were to happen, I will not go, right? Like I have, I know what that looks like. And, and if it happens, it happens. But Max, the second part of the question, in the unlikely, but yet increasingly likely, chance that you lose Hunter and Chase to a North Korean missile, who would you replace them with on the show? Uh, I would I would get Dunter and I would get Israel on the show. And we would really That's get everything good, back together, dude. man. Dunter would have one of those like voice modulation things on to where you mm-hmm. can understand them because we still want to leave them in the dark. And they would also wear right. a dark hood. So I couldn't see their face when they were here. Mm-hmm. But we would just shoot the shit, man. We would talk about you guys, our memories of the show. It'd be a good show. Probably actually sounds pretty good. Have a safe trip, guys. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. All right. Next one comes from Dunter. Who said, or fuck, I'm sorry. Dooney. Dooney Ray asks... I enjoy watching fighting games, and I also enjoy combat sports, such as boxing. In your opinion, what makes a fighting game tournament more or less appealing than a real-life combat sport? The metagame exists in both combat sports and fighting games, but which metagame interests you more? Why seek out high-level play from video games more than real-life combat games? I mean, I can relate to the mindsets going on in a fighting game because I play fighting games, and I don't commonly fight people. That that much, you know, we'll fight somebody every now and again, but yeah. not, you know, competitively by any degree. <laughs> and I would say that <laughs> there is, you know, when you when you watch like combat sports like UFC or boxing, there is almost so much sport to it, especially with boxing. There's so much sport to it that the idea rules. usually, yeah, rules that you that you end up. Realizing that that's what it's about. It's about playing the game of boxing and not so much about like punching somebody, which is what you go into it thinking, right? Which is like, um, who was like the Pacquiao and uh, fucking Mayweather fight where everybody thought Pacquiao obliterated him. But technically, Mayweather was like actually getting points and fucking dodging hits and blocking stuff. So it's not the same as like watching two people fight. It's just another sport. And I'm just not normally as into sports because they're usually more grounded by. Different things like you're, you know, you're, you're definitely, you're 
tied to your own physical abilities and your own physical limits. And I don't think that you are as much with video games. Like anybody can go and play video games, which I think is cool. And then other than that, I mean, you just get more, I think, more fantastical moments out of video games because it's, you know, that's how it's displayed. So that's my appeal. Yeah, I just should have find combat sports to be too violent. Like, not that I say they're so violent, I don't think people should do them. More power to you if you want to be a boxer, if you love to watch boxing or UFC. But there's almost every time I watch UFC, I think to myself, like, this is too fucking much. Like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to watch people mutilate themselves like this, like this dude. Like, people are bleeding, like, badly, you know. And there's something about it that just puts me off in that way. I used to be a really big fan of boxing when I was younger. But now it's either, like, I just find it kind of boring because it just doesn't excite me. Or I find it, like just too too that's, violent that's interesting so why do you get that way when you watch that and not like movies and things like that what's the difference to you because it's because it's real so it's okay it's to watch people if it's, hurting if it's not real it's okay to watch it what, what do you 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 act like you're cornering me no I'm, i don't mean to corner you i'm just saying that like why does that put you off so much that it's like it's too violent i've just never taken you as somebody who's like stepped away from something that's too violent in the sake of it being a sport. I understand, like, a situation. Like, if somebody was fighting in the streets, I wouldn't want anybody to hurt themselves. But they're under, like, controlled, regulated circumstances to where they are bleeding, but they get medical attention right afterwards, and they are... Yeah, but some of the bad fights, man, like, at UFC, like, there's, like, a puddle of blood on the ground. It's disgusting. And it's, like, I can't imagine putting myself through that. I don't like the, the sight of blood. I don't like the sight of open wounds. And, like, you see some pretty gnarly wounds when these fights get really nasty and it's just because it's real, you know, it's right in front of me. It's happening in front of my face. I can empathize with it. I can almost put myself into the situation and it's something I would never want to experience. So yeah, I never expected that. Um, I think speaking more to the, you know, what you take from the video game versus live aspect and why you do or don't enjoy one more than the other. I, I think I was thinking about it more of, you know, when I think of boxing or UFC or something like that, um, it's it's cool because while there are rules, the people are fundamentally unique and different. So they are not operating under the same constraints as each other, right? A person has different genetics. person has different um, training regimen. He knows different things that the other person doesn't know, and that might give him a favor, that might give him a unfavorable advantage or whatever. So, um, whereas, you know, with, like, a fighting game, everyone knows the game pretty thoroughly, right? So when somebody does have an edge up on that, that's just strict, uh, straight up mental fortitude and or just impressiveness. Like, you're impressive because you have some sort of mental edge over this person. And I think that that's... I think they just they they inspire different things in me. Like, I think that sports is just it's uh, like unscripted improvised theatrics, right? It's like you get to see something live happen that wasn't scripted and it's a performance. The, yeah, whatever the outcome was, well, fuck, that's what happened. You know, like cool. But with yeah, it's it's not that it's not performance with video games, but at the end of the at the end of the day, um, all of the inputs and outputs are already like within the realm of possibility, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. So watching somebody just dominate another person is still very satisfying, 
but it's not as like crazy, I guess, as like <laughs> watching like somebody do three flips in sports. And you're like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I didn't expect yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. All right, this last question comes uh, from Dunter. It says, if you were arrested with no explanation, what would your friends and family assume you had done? I like that question. That's a very great question. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I feel like I can see Max like selling bootleg CDs out of the back of his car. That'd be a real see shitty Max, reason like, to get in trouble. Absolutely. See Max like taking a dump on the side of the road. <laughs> Public indecency. Yeah, man. I feel like Max would public get so indecency? drunk. Public indecency? His pants would come down. He'd like I don't fart even in the drink them. Fart in a bar. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I could say that. Yeah. If I got arrested for farting in a bar, I would be equally as upset. So. I mean, where have, where have you not farted at this point? Um, it's getting s- smaller and smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's, it's what, what would your family think you would have done? Um, my family would probably think that I... Like drank, I guess, and did, went out and did something stupid. I mean, I I don't think that they project a whole lot of like uh, like oh Hunter obviously went and did some this stupid thing. So I I don't. I, it's hard for me to speak for my family in that regard. I would guess that they just thought that I got drunk and did something stupid. Yeah, it would have to be something but like that. But that's not like a very cool or funny or interesting. I know it sucks because I think the question's really good, but I don't have a really good answer. Other than just well, I'm like answering it honestly, you know. Yeah, answering honestly, I would assume that they just thought that I like couldn't hold my. What if what if Hunter got somewhere? caught up in some weird underground crypto ring that he didn't even know he, he was, was part of? Yeah, he didn't realize he, he was He was gambling or like, <laughs> doing down, doing back alley cryptocurrency shit, switches. It's, it's it's totally possible that you know the government finds um, all of these tr- transactions. They can just be like, "This is straight up illegal and unregulated, and we won't stand for it." Like that could happen. Yeah. Which would be fucking totally unfree, but whatever. Luckily, could there's probably happen. a lot of dudes who've got crypto who can afford good lawyers. Mm-hmm. And you'd be on the you'd be on the spear point of bringing that shit to the legal realm. Yeah. I guess so, man. Definitely tip of the spear. <laughs> what about you, Chase? I don't know. Yeah. What would TD and Andrea and Grantham and Just, Bella say? Uh, but mostly Grantham and Bella. What would what would you do to let Grantham and Bella down? Who knows. <laughs> I've already been arrested for public intoxication. They'd probably think it was just a round two of that. Just another I've been round. arrested too. Have you been arrested? Me? I've been arrested. Oh man, we've all been arrested. arrested. We've all got a little arrest. And on next episode, we'll tell you what we did. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not telling you here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that Thank as a mystery, question, a sprinkle. Oh man. That's all the mail we have for today, Max. Take us home. All right, guys. Anything we got to say about this beer before we head on out? It was good. T- no. <laughs> um, it was definitely like one of those ones that you take your time and, I mean, you're not going to – this isn't high on the chug meter but I don't think you would go in thinking that anyway. So um, I could see myself on a – on a winter, on a cold winter, a winter bender night, sitting by a fire. That's gonna be a us, man. Philosophy conversation over uh, a McHall, mm. and uh, yeah, the small batch Escondido did not disappoint. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'd be given the same conversation while drinking vape tricks with your buddies. <laughs> uh, you could probably slam. Five of these back pretty quickly and then wake up with a horrible hangover because it's very sweet. 
So you'll end yeah. up. It's yeah. a little sweet. It's uh, the cherry so catches you. up to you. And having that sour taste, it's like not so sour that it's off-putting that it ends up just kind of adding to that sweetness in some strange way. That it again just kind of adds to it as well. So I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a funny beer. So it's got that going for it. Um, <laughs> it may be one to try, and it might be like you know a couple beers is pretty cool. But you know, I wouldn't have like a six pack always ready to go in my fridge. So, but I'm sure they'll take that yeah. quote and put it on their website. Max Scott. It's a funny beer. It's, it's a, a funny, funny beer. It's a funny beer. Yeah, it's got to be said just like that. Uh, but thank you so much, gentlemen, for almost joining me through the internet, at least. That's great. Thank you for that. Uh, this has been Witty Banter, episode number 131. If you want to find more Witty Banter, you can always go to wittybantershow.com. That has a lot of episodes on it. You can follow. Tell your friends. Tell yeah. your friends about Witty Banter. Tell if you like Witty it. Banter, spread the love a little bit. It's been a while spread since it. we've really plugged. You know, yeah. Like Let's get us into some new one. ears. Yeah, I want I want the culture to form. The cul- culture, yeah, culture. Just like we yogurt, you know, like milk and yogurt. Just really cultivate yeah. culture in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we want some back. A lot of people say we're the yogurt of podcasts, which is cool. Uh, I appreciate yeah. that. We're actually trying to get um, what what yogurt though? Chobani, Chobani, delicious. Fucking gross. You don't like Chobani? <laughs> Of course not. What are you, a Yo Playboy over there? Just hanging out, well, slurping. No, oh, Gogurt Chase. Gogurt Chase. Not over a Gogurt. There. I, okay, I drag. You see, I would be a yeah, Gogurt. Yeah, who the fuck? I'd be a Gogurt boy. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be your Gogurt boy for you if you want. What's your yogurt? My yogurt of choice? Yeah. But I'm slanging when I'm getting yeah. yogurt. <laughs> you walk I into can't. a store, you walk straight to the yogurt aisle, you pull off Siggy's. a. Oh, Siggy's. Yeah, it's the best. Eh, It's expensive, man. It's like two bucks for a fucking. Is it an elitist yogurt? It is an elitist yogurt. (laughs) It's the one that you pull out at work and tell people that you're going on lunch break. You're like, I gotta go, I gotta go eat this. Hey, John, John, I have to go eat this before I go. Dude, I can't, I can't avoid the cloud of elitism. (laughs) I feel like such an asshole all the time for liking what I like. Like, dude, and like the shit that I'm interested in now, I, just, I feel like I genuinely can't tell people about because they think I'm a fucking asshole. I just imagine you at work and you pull out your iPad and you turn on like an F1 race, and then you've got like <laughs> you've got your fucking cheese and charcuterie board that you brought for fucking lunch, and then also your Siggy's yogurt on the side. And you're just like, what do you ta- what do you mean? No, I'm, I'm going to finish this up, and then I'll be right back in there. This is for lunch. Yeah, Fernando Alonso is uh, trying to pull oh, pulp. Yeah, well, <laughs> Oh, if you want more yogurt elitism, you can follow Chase specifically. Number one yogurt elitism yeah, show. Yeah, number one yeah, elitist in yogurt, sponsored by both Gogurt and Siggy, surprisingly. Uh, you can follow Chase at Bodacious Chase. You can follow me at Probably Max. You can follow the show at Witty Banter Show. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I appreciate you being on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, of course. That's and cool. I will see y'all next time. All right. Bit of a 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 bit